question the impossible, the greatest achievements of mankind were made by people who questioned impossible. The Wright brothers, oh, we can't fly, there's no way. If we're supposed to fly, we'd be born with wings. Christopher Columbus, the world is flat, Chris, the world is flat. And at that time, it was accepted by everyone to be true. Question what people call impossible. Four minute mile was the limit. No, no way possible. Okay, what color you? No way, no way possible. You're gonna run a mile in under four minutes. It just can't be done. Roger Bannister said, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And he went out there and he proceeded to do just that. Welcome in. You are listening to a very special episode of the Keep the Change podcast. We got Mikey in the studio, mate. Saturday morning. Fresh off the motorway. Fresh off the motorway. <laughs> right on time, as always. <laughs> this podcast has been brewing for quite some time. Yeah, well, you've been, uh, you told me that we were going to do it like six weeks ago. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm not ready yet. I've got to write notes. And then you've just been pounding the notepad. I have been. <laughs> And we've called it How to Think. Now, no one likes to be told how to think. So this is really frameworks that Mikey and I use to think about different things. But why this has come about is that we get so many questions Mm. where you read the question and you think, you don't want to actually answer this because this person doesn't know how to think yet. So if you keep giving people the answers, you don't actually teach them Mm. how to solve the next problem. And as an example, it could be, here's my situation, you know, what do you think I should do from here? And it's just very clear that there's no longer term thought to this, or they're missing a few steps prior, or if they make this decision, then the, then when it comes to what do I do with my interest rate, they're mm-hmm. back at the same thing again, because they're always delegating how to make the decision. Yeah, I I call it, instead of how to think, it's like how to stop sleepwalking through life. Yeah, nice. Because, <laughs> I mean, I get it all the time, eh? um, like an email or an, a message, um, like here's my scenario, this is going on, I've got this property, rental property, I'm doing this side hustle and this and that, and uh, what are your thoughts is the question, and I'm like, Fuck, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, don't know you, don't yeah. know what your goals are, don't know if you have children, don't know what you want. Yeah, like, you probably need a plan first. Because, mm. like, at the moment, you're doing five different things, and any one of them can be a good vehicle if you're aiming to achieve something, but I don't even know what you're trying to achieve. So, yeah. And, you know, you could be doing all the stuff, and, you know, what, like, what are you expecting someone to respond? Oh, hey, stop doing all of that and just. Go overseas. Oh, I don't actually want to do that. Oh, sorry. I've just been thinking heaps about going overseas recently, so I thought I'd tell you to do the same thing. Mm. You have to understand yourself where you're going. And this is the first thing we do with business owners when we do business planning is basically where do you want to be in five years' time? Like, what do you, And why are you doing this? You did that to me. Mm. Yeah, because I came in and I was like, oh, shit, mortgages, like the numbers look pretty cool. It looks like I could scale this and make some better money than I've ever made. 
And then I had fucking full rental properties on the go and I was up to my eyeballs and fucking mortgages. And <laughs> <laughs> true Kiwi, mate. Yeah, true <laughs> Kiwi. And then uh, you broke down like the different paths and I ended up selling every fucking rental property I had and going hard on business. But yeah, it's um, I think we get confused and mixed up with, like if you don't have the the vision and the pathway of and a result that you want to achieve... Or, like we were talking about off-mic before, if you have a result that you, that you have achieved, then it gets confusing too. Mm. I see it all the time. People get like buyer's remorse when they buy a house. Yeah. And because they've achieved their goal and then they didn't have the next goal. Mm. So like six months later, they, they hate it. I talked to a business owner, very successful business, uh, Friday, Thursday, had to take seven months out of business, fucking hated it, it was done with it. It was like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you built yourself into that. Yeah, You know, yeah. like they... Other people will be like, you've got the perfect life. He's like, fuck this, man. Yeah. I'm done. I've seen it when people build a successful business over time, then sell it as well. And they end up, they've had a very successful business. They've got the house, the batch, the car, the whatever. They sell the business. They get a giant, you know, check in the bank account. And then they're like, oh, fuck. What now? Yeah. Like the, the, the whole journey and goal was achieved. But there was no plan for after that. And then it's like almost like some people call it depression. Mm. Well, it happens to people when they retire at 65, they stop working. Yeah. Yeah. Retire and die, right? Mm. Or just be like, oh, well, now what? Yeah, cool. It was great for the first three weeks or for three months or, well, I've got to wait till another nine months before I can go on my next trip or whatever. Mm. Mm. So I think there's huge evidence around that we all make this mistake, right? Um, you know, like every stage of someone's life, you, you end up with wanting to achieve something. Um, and then when you get to the achievement, it all, it can all fall over no matter how successful the achievement is or whether it's just having like having a kid or something, you know, you get to the kid and then it's like, oh fuck, like the next part is I didn't think about or. Mm. Having pets, like you'd fucking... Hey. <laughs> yeah. Gee, that's been popular. Yeah. have to do a pot on that. Yeah. <laughs> Cover both sides. Um, and I think that, like, there's parts of how to think to do the journey, but then post-journey and post-achievement and post-goal-ticking, uh, man, you've got to be careful and make sure you think about that part too, eh? Because yep. if you don't have something to keep the, the mind ticking over and... You know, if your whole life you've been driven towards something and then you turn that off. Use it or lose it. Yeah. We get taught that at a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to the start of, I mean, how to even get on the journey and how to uh, make sure that you're maximizing your ability. I think most of us are sleepwalking before we even get to that part. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's why I started with C.T. Fletcher explaining about people who have done things that were assumed to be impossible mm. because that's how one person's thinking versus how another. yes so yeah. roger bannister and i couldn't find the version where ct fletcher is basically like roger bannister said fuck y'all it's a <laughs> and, good story eh? yeah four minute mile. and then roger bannister proved that it was possible mm. and that retrained the thinking of a number of other people and they thought well maybe i can do it too mm. And now no one runs over four minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very good example of the fact that thinking can be changed. Mm. Now I, we have timed this podcast perfectly because I went to a presentation on Thursday 
from a high-performance coach. And one of the things that I took out of it was, man, some of the shit that people are learning through Keep the Change, it's not just us talking shit. Like I knew basically 85% of what this dude taught and I thought, fuck, there's some science behind half the shit that we go on about and we just explain it in our way. But there was a model and I've never heard of this model before but now I'm going to go away and research it. But the model basically ends with results. But then it works backwards as to how you get those results. Mm. And it comes back to actions, then give you your results, but what creates the actions? And then it works back to that as well. Mm. So we're going to go through that model a little bit because it will help people understand what may be shaping the results that you're getting in your life. But there's a number of places we could start with this. And I think that the first place we need to probably go is that people need to understand that whatever you think at the moment and believe came from somewhere. Yeah. Because if you go into a different country, yeah, they will have different thoughts, beliefs, and rituals than you. So that should be your click the finger moment of, huh, where did I pick all of this up from? But yeah. the beauty once you understand that is then you realize well, if some of these thoughts and beliefs, etc., aren't serving me well, I can actually change them because they had to have come from somewhere to start with. And then you'll go and collect the evidence to prove that they're correct. So then if you can start to analyze and, and think, well, you know, that, that thought there and the way that I think about that doesn't actually make my life too much better. Why don't I just stop doing that? And why don't I start collecting evidence around how I would like it to be or how perhaps other people see it it's so true yeah and like i feel i can't I, i'm not 100 percent sure what the catalyst is i think i've said it before when i was working at my parents rental car company i got sick of fighting with people renting cars and damaging them and one day i was just like we were only a small business right one day i was just like fuck i have problems with this every day like how i was handling it and all that kind of thing and i just thought to myself how would how would Avis, how would Hertz Rental Cars, a billion dollar, you know, publicly listed rental car company handle the same scenario? And it's, and then I thought about it and I was like, it's probably not telling people they're fucking idiots. Yeah. You know, and it uh, that was like one of them, but there's other catalysts to being like, um, just changing to open-minded and being like, oh, like everything, the way that I think and believe doesn't have to be 100% correct Mm. (laughs) and it actually can't be no it's impossible for that to be because there's 8 billion people and you know someone else has got an idea that's better than my one you know yeah and someone will whatever you believe to be true and no it doesn't matter how true it is there will be somebody that's basically like no Mm. e.g. Roger Bannister I can run the mile in 4 minutes no you can't it can't be done it's impossible Mm. now it's an everyday occurrence yep so I think the the next layer to that is once you understand that your beliefs, thoughts, and thinking literally comes from somewhere, it's quite freeing because you realize, okay, cool, maybe I can change this shit if you decide to. Mm. Um, but you also, I think that the next piece there is that you have to understand that you're limited by your thoughts and your beliefs. Mm. And that's the big bit because that's where I think a lot of people never really realize their true potential 
but they have this underlying feeling of, fuck, I feel like I could be doing something more, much like Roger Bannister. And I just, I don't know why I can't. Well, the reason you probably feel like you can't is because people are probably fucking telling you that yeah. you can't. Yeah. And so then you believe that. Yeah. And so then it creates that. And that's often why, you know, you'll see people now for me with Keep the Change, for instance, people are like, oh man, it's so cool to see uh, Danny Verklad doing all this stuff. And I'm like, well, like, who cares? Mm. But there's a thing where we get taught, oh, well, you come from a small town or you come from that town. It may not be possible, right? Mm -hmm. But people get inspired by that as well. And that's why we like seeing other people that are similar to us because it recalibrates what we then believe is possible. Yeah, I've got in my notes here, I've got think for yourself and use your eyes instead of your beliefs in your head. Yeah. So, you know... Once you see see something happen, that means it can happen again. It, and we walk around, uh, I guess, blind, basically. Um, it's like, I could never own that full apartment building. That's It, it must be, you know, $50 million. Mm. But that's not true because someone built it and someone does own it. Yeah, and someone had the idea to. Yeah, it so, literally wasn't there at some stage. Yeah, like this whole place was ocean at one point, right? Mm. And it's and it's a it's a very hard thing to wrap your head around, but um, if your eyes show you that it's possible, because there's not just that one building, there's fucking sixty of them out there. Yeah, you know, and it it's a it's a but a, a bit of a we f- then we start filling our head up with excuses like Matt. That's uh, sec- second generation, third generation wealth to yeah. do that kind oh, of thing. Could have done that in the eighties, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. I look next door, I'm like, oh, well, there's a new apartment tower getting built. Yeah, there's a but crane over there just putting the new one up. So yeah. So then that, so then that evidence you've collected isn't correct. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, for me, I think um, uh, YouTube has been quite beneficial for me in this regard, eh? Because. I think prior to getting access to high quality uh, educational content, New Zealand was very in a bubble. Mm. Like, um, I can't remember New Zealand really before internet, apart from the fact that I walked to school and rode a bike. Um, but really, like, we didn't have access to to interviews with Elon Musk talking no. about like how to think and Jeff Bezos and the CEO of hedge funds and fucking all of this stuff. Warren Buffett's AGM. Man, like, and and. The possibility, the the way it opens your mind by using your eyes, by seeing what happens around the world, uh, is very helpful. Yeah, but I think you have to believe your own eyes, mm. <laughs> not not see something and then remove the belief. Like that's backwards, isn't it? Yeah. If you see something and see truth in something, you're like, wow, and then you go, I can't do that because you know I'm a mortgage broker. You know, I've never been able to achieve that. That's that's wrong, not the other way around. Like, if you see something, it's like, fuck, someone's done it. They're just meat and bones. Let's roll. Yeah. And I think it's a really important thing to allow yourself to do because our natural reaction is the opposite. I think as well, when we're younger, we teach this stuff more. But as we get older, we remove creativity and thinking out of people. Like society slowly saps it out of you. Mm. And there's data to show that as you get older what you believe being possible in the world de- literally decreases. Mm. And if you can start to see that this happens to you, then you can start to unwind it as well. And 
you know, I've got here, be careful what you focus on because the world will show up like that. Mm. Now, what that means is that the way you think is how you will see the world and that will then probably create the actions that you'll take. So if you believe that you know, you could never have that apartment building, you will collect all of the information to, to, to prove that you're right because that's what your brain's trying to do. It's trying mm. to protect you. So you will see an article of developer goes broke trying to build apartment complex. Mm. Ah, fucking you, you know? But then you look around and you, you might fly around different cities and see apartment blocks going up. You'll be like, oh, they'll probably tip over too. They'll yeah. be fucked. Oh, yeah. I wonder who's trying to do those. Oh, that's probably owned by BlackRock over in America. I read that somewhere. Yeah. Instead of finding the articles about the developer who's got so many apartment buildings now, he started from nothing and he's got a billion dollars a year of rental income. Yeah. You know, you can find that guy and find that information, but your brain won't allow you because you're believing the other way. So you're trying to confirm your beliefs all the time. Yeah. Because it makes you feel good. I listened to a podcast with Sir Michael Hill from the Michael Hill Jewelry. And then I, I went past his store on Queen Street. And when you Smashed listen to... It, eh? <laughs> not <No>. this time. <laughs> it's probably an hour after. Yeah. Uh, when, you, when you hear someone speaking, then you realise like, holy shit, you know, that was just a thought in his head. Mm, he's a cool story, I reckon. Mm. Um, yeah. But also, before you go on to what you're about to say, the people were like, oh, I don't like Michael Hill. Again, it doesn't matter. This is also where we get our thinking wrong. I don't like Chloe Swalbrook. I don't like David Seymour. I don't like Elon Musk. I don't like Jordan Peterson. Who gives a fuck? Like, mm. people don't like you. Mm. People don't like me. It doesn't people, matter. Yeah, people like, don't even know me. Take, take the lesson and just figure out what you can learn from that person. I don't like Conor McGregor. Mm. No, I, when I spoke at Wellington College... I used three examples for the boys about dreaming. And one's Michael Jordan, because I knew that they'd all know Michael Jordan. And I said, before he made the NBA, he was visualizing hitting winning match shots at the end of the game and in, in college. Mm. And he wanted to be the hero of the team. And I said, lads, it's okay to want to be the fucking hero. But society will tell you, don't think like that. Mm. Who do you think you are? It's stupid. Well, fuck. Yeah. Right for Michael Jordan. Who's Conor McGregor? Oh, I don't like Conor McGregor. I don't like the MMA. Who cares? He was on the benefit. He's now a billionaire. Yeah. What the fuck's up now? Yeah. You know, that's the story. Yeah. Jacinda Ardern. Killed it at speech making. One day I may want to be the Prime Minister. Well, she pulled that off and got one in two people's fucking vote. Yeah. So Probably the most po- popular Prime Minister in New Zealand's history mm. at the time. Oh, I don't like Jacinda Ardern. Might not have been that way, but yeah, she was then. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, she had a dream, she had a vision, she thought she could do it, and she did it. Same with Michael Jordan, same with Conor McGregor. Like, wherever you go and look, you're going to find people that you don't like, but they're going to make things become a reality. What the lesson should be for you is that it's possible, and that if you don't like these people, well, you don't have to, but don't then take that as, well, you know, then therefore it doesn't matter. Because the evidence you're collecting is, well, A, I don't like them, so then B, their journey doesn't matter. But how how's that going to feel for you when you make something possible? Or when you go from being on the benefit to owning your home and having no mortgage, and then your kids say to you, ah, oh, fuck, can't be done anymore. Oh, you got lucky. You were born in the right period. You know, easy for you to say. You're going to be gutted. Yeah. But if you teach that thinking to your kids through like, 
being negative about different people and their journeys and dismissing them, well then don't be surprised when people do the same thing to you. Mm. Rant one. Rant one done. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, guys. I get a bit passionate every now and then. Yeah. Oh, my last one on that too, though. John Key visualised, you know, I think however many days out from being the Prime Minister, every morning he'd get up and he visualised himself being the Prime Minister. Mm, you know, true. and made it happen. Say that. Michael Hill was the same. Like, you go through all these different people that have done grunty shit that people know that have become a household name and you're like, oh, okay, there's some, there's some themes here. Oh, but can't work for me. I, I, don't, I don't do that stuff. I don't know the science behind manifestation and visualization, but I, I, I do. I don't know, like, technically, but I'll tell you how it works. I think when you, when you tell yourself and dream and put something in place that you, that you decide that you have to achieve, it narrows your focus. And therefore, when you wake up in the morning, you might get distracted and things like that, but the main thing you do is work towards achieving that one thing which, you know, most people, like I said before, we get these messages, have got 10 fucking things going on. Yeah. And they don't have that end thing to visualise on. They're just mm. like, I thought I needed to do all this to get rich or, or retire happy or whatever. Yeah. But if you've got three rental properties, a side hustle, a job, uh you're doing this and that and whatever, family, pets, whatever it is. You're investing as well. You're kind of trying to learn stock trading. You're thinking about getting into Forex trading. Yeah, and you've got a mortgage and you're just trying to decide whether you use offset and then or just invest in the share market and you're doing all this. Which is the best bank? Which is the best share platform to use? Which is the best KiwiSaver? And then there's me and I'm like, I'm just going to not worry about anything and only do the mortgage game and try and become the biggest mortgage company in New Zealand. Who do you reckon will win the race? Mm. And you may not even get there. However, it's you're going to achieve a lot of shit on it's the way. It's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think that... The, the look on Mikey's face when I just told him he may not pull that off, fucking <laughs> hell. I just, I'm just trying to tell the people that sometimes... I we don't, into your soul then, mate. You're like, fuck, I'm like, we might have to pause this and have a rumble. I just mean so. the principle that you know we may not get there with the things that we really aim 100%, for. However, yeah, you're going to go way further than the messy brain. Yeah, and and our ability to achieve something when you focus and and laser focus and it's just all you do. You know, you start with the visualization and then it just puts this railroad down and you just stay on the track. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and then because you've got less noise and so then you slowly just start making these things happen and. I guess for you and I, we get to spend a lot of time with individuals that do well and businesses that do well and people that don't do well in business and people that don't do well individually. And yeah. you start to notice the same things. And often people that are just going really fast are just doing one or two things and just doing it very, very well. Yeah, man. Well, I had rentals and I was investing in shares and you got like all these sexy platforms. You know, like you look at the, the sharesies platform and I was even I was showing you about the time I put in to learn about how to short the share market and the amount that I'd short by and the amount I'd make. And I was like, fuck, man, that probably took me like 300 hours. Probably should and write. I, and I made it, and I was like, oh, mean, it's a mean return. But reality is, like, a couple of mortgages would have covered it. <laughs> like, percentage-wise, it's good. But, mm. you know, when you when you look around, and this is what I was saying before about opening your eyes, does Bernard, I know, invest into the S&P 500 ETF. Mm. 
Like, nah, he's just the richest man because he fucking focused on a gangster business. Yeah. And then, you know, he, th- these guys have shares of the companies that they own, but you don't hear Elon Musk being like, you should DCA into the S&P 500. You know, Warren Buffett will say that because that's his job. And that's he, what he's he done. He purely is that. Yeah. These are, like, that's his focus. Mm. It's all he does. Elon, focus. Jeff Bezos, focus. But I don't know, focus. Even the guys around here that you talk to, that's all about the, the focusing on one thing, you know? Yeah. And I just think that we get so attracted to all of these other little add-ons and things, and it, it actually doesn't serve us well. I like the idea of sound investing and, you know, paying down your mortgage faster and do this and, that and all of these things to try and increase your wealth. But the fastest way to do it is to have laser focus. People are looking for a shortcut. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's what we're hardwired to do. It sounds really nice to put like $50 a week into an ETF and then it's going to spit out dividends and, you know, when you retire and all this and, and passive income. That's yeah. what it's that's what we're after. Yeah, we're after a return the for no route. work. Yeah. yeah. It's, we're hardwired to yeah. want that. So we've been sold that, right? Mm. But if I told you go and do this for 10 years and you'll make a million dollars a year, people are like, nah. Nah. But they believe that they'll do it the other way through like dollar yeah. cost averaging into the S and P five hundred because it's easy. I was talking to a multi millionaire, like tens of millions, mm-hmm. last week, just gone, and they said, "Look, I'm I'm looking for some some operators that I can support and I can help them run their businesses." But the frustrating thing, mate, is like I get close with them and I'm like, "You just need to make that phone call over there, and then we can get going with this." But they won't make the phone call. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why won't they make the phone call? Like, I'll do whatever it takes. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, because you're comp- like wired completely different to that person because you've gone and done that before and you've seen that it works. Mm. So then you start to carry those lessons over. Yeah. And the person who won't make the phone call is just like, oh, I don't know if I need to or like, do I need to? Yeah. I probably don't need to. But the other person is like, you fucking need to. Like, yeah, just- yeah. That's so so simple. Like you and I both see, I had beauty of a meeting the other week where the, the guy had been in business for about five years and it is fucking humming. Like he had a failed business in the past too and he mm. turned it around, got rid of a partnership, blah, blah, blah. And the missus wants a house and he's like, nah, I just want to crank the business. But we see this all the time, right? As soon as like there's a, a business that reaches a certain success, success level, Kiwi property time. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, but... I feel like saying to people sometimes, five more years, you can pay cash. Yeah. You don't need a mortgage. Like, mm. and it's, uh, you know. Just, but you, it's, you, it's so hard to delay the gratification. It is, eh? Yeah. <laughs> now, you said, you said um, you know, you don't know how manifestation works and stuff like that. And, you know, I know that there'll be some people that have chosen not to believe that. They're like, no, that doesn't work. But then there's, you know, me who's like, well, look at Conor McGregor, look at Justin Ardoon, look at John Key, look at Michael Hill. Like, how many examples do you want me to give you where they've basically shown you? Um, and then there's The Secret was a big thing for ages. People were listening to The Secret. Well, that's a great fucking hook, isn't it? Or oh, The Secret. Mm. Oh, you start to think it. But basically, this this is the Handel group model that I mentioned before. And basically... Results are the output, right? And getting the results that you that you have. And then there are the actions that come before that. So that is what we do, what we don't do, and how we do it. So that those actions will create the results. But here's where it now gets sexy and comes back to what we're talking about. So your actions come from what you, you think and from your thoughts. So usually what and how you think will determine the actions that you take. 
So as a simple example, if you think you can never own a home, the actions you will take will ensure that that is the result. Mm. So you will never chase the pay rise. You will never go a bit above and beyond. You will never go and get all the education to find out how to do that. You won't go and seek the lessons to go, I'm here now in the next 40 years before I die. Could I own a home? How would I go about do that? You would be like, no, it's not possible. So now on the weekends you'll spend uh, everything. You won't put money into KiwiSaver. You won't go and explore how other people did it. You will dismiss people when they say, oh, we did it and we're your age and you will find a reason why that was that worked for them. So then your result will be that you can never get a home. Mm. But these thoughts come from three places and they are beliefs, theories and traits. So what you believe to be true will then create what your thoughts are, what your theories of the world are will create your thoughts, then your actions, then your results. So as an example, if you believe and your theory is that the world is going to end because of climate change, well, then you're going to have thoughts about that, and that will create your inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. and your actions will probably be, well, why don't I, like, I don't really need to care too much about the world. I should probably go and, well, you know, about the things that I want, because we're not going to be here for that long, so maybe I'll go and protest so I can feel like I'm doing something, uh, and then your result is that, the world doesn't end and you think, fuck, how did all that happen? But uh, <laughs> the result is basically <laughs> that you live that life, right? So this applies to everything, but also there's traits in there. So that's where it becomes tricky, but the the learning individually has to kick in. Okay, why am I like this? Where did that come from? And you've almost got to go and start learning more about yourself and because a lot of that will be nurture and that will be what you've been around Now, that then flows into the way that you think. And that's why a lot of people will either vote the way that their parents vote or completely flip it and go the other way. Uh, Or they will continue in the path. Like the amount of people I've met that I say, you know, in accounting, oh, you know, why did you get into accounting? Oh, my dad was an accountant or my mum was an accountant. I'm like, fucking hell. Like, so that's, Mm -hmm. you know, it shows you that we will basically go, well, A, I know that you can become an accountant. Um, the theory is there that it works and then you've got some similar traits as your parent because you're being nurtured by that and you're thinking, well, I can go and do that too. So that's what you go and do. But it doesn't mean that you necessarily want to do that, but that's what your thoughts have led you to take the actions to do and therefore your results. Mm. Now, we have to remember that a lot of our thoughts come coming from those beliefs, theories and traits, those three things are happening to us at a young age and we don't really truly understand those things. And then we start taking the action. So it may be you have to go to university. That's the theory, Mm. right? Okay, sweet. And you've got uh, relatively good school study and results. So you you can go. So your action is university and your result is you get an overpriced degree and you never wanted to fucking study that in the first place anyway. Yeah. But there could be, right, you know, I spoke to a young lad at at the school and he said that his goal – is that he wants to be? He wants to work at Rocket Lab, mm. and so he, he's already he's year eleven. He's already reverse engineered how he's like. I I believe that I can work there because I've seen other people working there. Yeah, and also he's like, oh, I'm I'm getting close to one of the co-founders, and I'm going to do a summer internship. I'm like, you're fifteen, man. I'm like, fucking hell. I'm like, give this kid a head boy already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he believes that it's possible, 
And then he's got the, you know, the theories around that too. And then he's got to then have the traits to, to start learning and mm. applying himself. And he's, he believes that it's possible to do that through getting close to this person who already works there as well. So the actions Smart. for him, yeah, are basically, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to university in America, get this degree, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to work at Rocket Lab. It's as simple as that. Mm. But there'll be another people that'll be like, you can't work there. It's not possible. Mm. Uh, not, not for me, not for someone like me. For him, he's like, bang, my thoughts create the actions, and then the result will be Kitty ends up at Rocket Lab, and he wants that. Awesome. It's crazy, eh? I remember being at school, and it was like being a rocket scientist was forbidden fruit. Mm. You know, like there was – it was the thing that you used to say – this is the smartest person, you know, like the kid who would win the ducks in science or whatever would be like, oh, he, 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 not even he has the ability to be a rocket scientist. Now we've got fucking companies with like employees in our own country. Yes. That is a rocket company. It's pretty gangster. So that there's like this, when I was a kid, it was impossible to believe. There was nothing I could see with my eyes. Mm. Now there's a 15 year old who's like, I need to get close to the founder. I, I said to it's him, so cool, eh? I said, dude, like if it wasn't for those people, you wouldn't have these dreams and goals. Yeah. I said, imagine if they gave up on them. Yeah. He was like, yeah, wow. You know? Every now and then there's a special person that can do it without seeing it. That's, yeah. a, that's a different thing. Like I think Hen- Henry Ford, he said, um, if I asked the people, they would have wanted faster horses. Yeah. You know, like so sometimes there is a really, really special entrepreneur or something that it's- can see that probably something comes extra. from their traits. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. probably something happened for them as they're growing up and whatnot where yeah. they go. Yeah. And I think we can all like look at where we are now and go like every decision you made has got you here mm. to where you are now. You either hate that or you love that. Mm. And it sucks when you're not in the position you want to be in because then you're like, oh, fuck off. Um, that's not true. Mm. But when you get above that thinking and realize, ah, that means I'm actually in control of how I got here. That means I'm in control of how I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Then you realize it's actually really powerful. Yeah. But if you tell somebody who's not enjoying their life, well, this is all your fault and you did this, Mm. whoa, body's going to clam up. Mind's like, fuck, how dare you? Mm. But if you teach someone, you know what? The exciting thing about how you got all this shit wrong is that you're the one that can get it right too. Yeah, yeah. And then when you go on that journey, you're like, man, I just wish I didn't fucking do so much dumb shit to start with. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's very freeing. It's an interesting one, eh? Because I listened to Izzy Whitley's podcast with Between Two Bears Boys. And um, fuck, I'll I'll, I'll probably meet him at some point. But yeah, he, he, uh, it's good to have that, eh? Like that that energy he's got and... Mm. Like, I love how he talks about compounding time because that's kind of like how I roll. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, give me the weekends, boys. I'm going to roll you. One, <laughs> one song a week. That's yeah, one it. song a week. And um, But the main thing was like, um, like uh, I'm trying to add on like one mortgage broker at a time. And when I'm listening to him, he's like, just can't wait to get this number so I can go to Aussie. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I need to start believing in bigger again, eh? Because I limit myself and come back. Then I go bigger again. And then I come back and I... I fight this battle with myself all the time, you know. You've got to get stuck into 10x is greater than 2x, mate, from uh, Dan Sullivan. Yes, I you do. enjoy yeah, that. Yeah. Um, that- I, I know because I think about it all the time and think about like the structure of how to do it and stuff. But the more I think about that, the less time I'm putting into action, you know. Yeah. And yeah. The Izzy Whitley podcast with the Between Two Bears boys, I said to 
my partner, I said, man, some Kiwis going to hate this pod. Kiwi's going to hate this guy. Yeah, he's talking. He's like, I'm 50 million. I'm 100 million. We're doing 100 yep. million here, 100 million in Aussie. We're no room for rolling. bullshit. You know, yeah. no room for bullshit. Like, like I just, this guy. I just see time as like, oh fuck, I can work. Like, you know, people say, oh, that's a big company you've grown in six years. I'm like, nah, brother, been doing it at 12. Yeah, but it's actually six years. He's just worked 12 years in six years. You know. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And and like, if you've got tall poppy syndrome. You're gonna fucking hate that guy, eh? A hundred percent. Because he is just on. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a point one percenter, and it's yeah. it's amazing to watch. We need more people like that, you know. I um, also I said to the boys when I spoke to them at Welly College, I said, "Put your hands up if you want to run a business one day or have a business." Less than ten percent. Thought, mm. fuck, we've got some work to do. Yeah. Come on, like business owners, what you know? We can talk about. Oh, I don't need to do any marketing. That's selfish, you mm. know. Market for the next generation coming through. Tell your story about what you've been able to achieve to encourage your employees to encourage the next generation to become the next set of employers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Instead, we sit around banking the coin, wanking off about how we don't need to do any marketing. Fucking hell, yeah. that's that's <laughs> you know. But that's again, that's a good example of how I think versus how yeah. other people would think. I'm that's like, why we're here, though, right? So <laughs> yeah. we can tell some more stories. We get lots of stories about sports people, eh? But yeah. we don't have too many stories told about successful business people that are either either done it or on the path. Um, it's just front of mind because I was obviously speaking to these boys, but I said, you know, who, who's brave enough to get up here and tell me about a dream, a goal, or a vision? And the two first boys, okay, Rocket Lab, lawyer, then one off the floor, too scared to come up, but he's like MMA champion. Oh, I thought, wow, you know, UFC champion. I thought, mate, like that seed has been planted. Yeah. Because 10 years ago, no one would say that. I said, nah. where's my All Blacks at? Where's my buddy yeah. um, Tall Blacks? Where's the black caps? Yeah. And and the all whites, of course, can't yeah, leave out yeah, football. Yeah. And and whatever. But they didn't like they didn't come forward. And I thought, interesting, you know, but it shows that the Adasangas go before you, etc. And you realise like, ha, ah, well mm. if he did it. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta hold on to that They're shit. Opening if, their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can it's possible. Yeah, pick up on that, then and you understand that that's the concept, then you can carry it on to other areas uh, of your life. Right. Next piece, mate. I've got uh, our. De- it's our decisions, not our circumstances. Our decisions, not our. Yeah, that's a good one. So what that means is that life won't always go your way, mm-hmm. but the decision that you make in those moments will determine what your life becomes like. So it's not what happens to you; it's how you react to that. Yep. Actually, it's impossible for life to always go your way. Mm. So lock that in your brain now because you can't have a perfect run at life with no hardship because without without hardship, there is no easy. Without easy, there is no hard. They are, they are joined at the hip, those two things. And like it's a, a very simple way to look at it is like I want to retire and not work and go fishing and play golf all day when I'm 65. Okay, yeah. I better do fucking 30 years of work over and above the average to make sure I can have that later on. So very hard equals very easy. Mm. There's a It's a yin and a yang, eh? So first of all, you have to know you're going to have... I've sort of probably gone into that uh, imagining hardship thing more than most people. 
like I've thought about all sorts of scenarios. It started. I, I've thought about going broke. I've thought about fucking losing limbs and car crashes or whatever. Yeah. I've thought about losing family members, and I have like mentally prepared for almost every scenario, so that when it happens, I'm like, I'll handle it that way. And maybe that's a bit sick. <laughs> But it's, I feel like very comfortable with a lot of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I find it helpful and now it's like freeing and I'm like, cool, let's roll on. I I just about guarantee that the moment that happens for you when you need those skills to lean on won't be one of the things that you've scenario planned for. Probably. However, you will laugh and go, fuck. Yeah. Like, how did I not think of that? However, you'll be in a way better position than if you just were blindly Mm. never expecting something like that to happen. Yeah. The the way I'll explain this one as well, it's our decisions, not our circumstances. So let's go back to Conor McGregor. He was on a benefit. Now he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. However, you will also see, okay, if you come from a, a family where you live in poverty and you may be on the benefit, then it becomes intergenerational. Mm. There's data to, to prove that. So that is true. Mm-hmm. However, you can also go from being on the benefit to becoming a billionaire. Mm. But you can also go from being on the benefit to raising a family that then, um, you know, raise kids themselves. And that's like not the case. And you don't have intergenerational poverty. You could be like my client who's on the benefit, had a child young, goes on to employ people, gets into the top tax bracket, doesn't care what taxes she pays because she's like, well, that's repaying the support that I had in an earlier year. So yes, there are two things that can happen. Mm. However... They don't, it's a choice. Yeah, they happen because of a decision made. Yes, yeah. and but people say, no, 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 no that's, not, that's not true. There's data to support that if you're born in an environment like that, then that is then more likely your outcome. This is what politicians do nonstop. Yeah. And this, this is, is how the we data get, shows this. And this is how we get trapped. Yeah. But I've had somebody who's messaged me and said, I, I, that is me, that is my profile, that is my entire family. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I don't want to be like that. And said, cool, if they want to, I try and encourage them and say, hey, look what I've done. I've paid off my debt. I've brought a car. I'm on the journey to owning my home. And she said to me, they just don't care. Yeah. So circumstances for them then create the outcomes. Yeah. And then their belief is, well, this is just how it is. Mm. One person in the family's like, I don't, I don't want that to be my circumstances and my outcomes. Therefore, I'm going to make a decision. And then that leads to a thousand other decisions. And then it creates... <laughs> Massive different result. I just can't get this thing out of my head about Conor McGregor, eh? Like his <laughs> his first fight, and he did like the sixty Gs or yeah. whatever. Hey Dana, yeah. sixty Gs, baby. In the press conference after they were asking him questions, he's like telling them that he was basically collecting the doll last week. He got two hundred and fifty euros. I'm gonna go home and tell them to get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and fuck them off. Yeah, yeah. So, I just can't get out of my head. But yeah, that is like. He imagined that moment so hard and trained so hard and was like, I don't know if you talk to him in detail, I don't know if it took longer than he thought or mm. if it was faster than he thought, but it didn't matter. Like, he was making the decisions to make sure he didn't stay on the doll. Yeah. You know, and try and tell Connor that he didn't, it, it, it wasn't his decision to do that. Be mm. like, nah, it was just, you got lucky, lucky. mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just got the opportunity because the the boxing coach was good or whatever. Like, fuck. Mm. You know, like yeah. it's a yeah. Well, you can't really, you can't really get lucky to become a billionaire. No, <laughs> because you need a lot of shit to uh, go your way. 
So uh, forward thinking, eh? Yeah. Even when you see him when he promotes his his whiskey and stuff like that, I'm like, man. And then he got paid out six hundred million for it. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, it's so clever. Like he was already thinking about all that stuff at the peak of his. Yeah, it's like he had a, it's like he had it written down, but he would have thought about it and planned it. He, yeah, definitely. You can't just it doesn't just come to you and it just just happens. But people will believe that that does, and you know, whatever. But this is how we try and retrain ourselves to think uh, a bit differently. So I'm just going to wrap up a couple of things where I sort of weave them back uh, together. So that is uh, around how beliefs are sort of the most critical thing that you hold close to yourself because they're going to determine your actions. Now, as an example for me, I will and I have a, a voice note on my phone where I have just taken all of the things that I could see that I believe to be true that were holding me back and was like, well, I like, where did I get that belief from? I'm just going to flip it. And so I flipped all of those things and created an eight-minute voice note for myself that I can go in and I can play at any time. So as an example, it could be that, you know, I didn't learn to sell, so then selling is going to be hard. That's going to be the one thing that's going to get in the way of me being able to build out an accounting business. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Why don't I just believe that I can learn how to sell? And so then I went away and did that. Mm. And so now I have a reminder that plays through that as part of it. And it's like two seconds of the eight minutes. That's like, you know, I'm very comfortable selling and it's not a challenge for me. So then I start to recreate the belief. But I have to go away and take the action to figure out, right, you know, how can I actually make that a reality? But there may be some things that people are struggling with. You want to write them all down. You want to note them. And then you want to decide, like, look at them and go, well, which of these beliefs actually work well for me, which don't? And go, well, where did that one come from? Mm. And slowly start to get rid of them. And because what happens then is that the world will show up in a different way for you. So someone said to me this morning, I worked for an entrepreneur. They did this. They ripped me off and they sold their business just before the pandemic for tens of million dollars completely changed the way I see entrepreneurs now. And I said, excuse me, that may be your situation, but please don't mistake one entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Yeah. And they're like, yes, thank you, noted. Yeah. So you've got to be careful, right? Because the way the world showed up to that person is then the way that they're thinking, okay, they're all like that, mm. and then they're going to keep seeing more examples of people being shit. Mm. And someone, the same thing. There's an article at the moment about a billion dollars is owed by employers to the IRD mm. for unpaid PAYE and unpaid KiwiSaver and wholeheartedly think that is really bad. And someone said classic, you know, um, blue, uh, white collar crime is, is, you know, so bad in this country, blah, blah, blah. said, let's just remember there's two point something billion dollars owed by people on benefits to the Ministry of Social Development. Mm. So just be careful because the way that you've, decide oh, business owners are assholes, they rip the country off, etc. you're going to see, you're going to find all the examples of that. Yeah, using that logic means that you're saying the beneficiaries are twice as bad. Mm. You know, so yeah, how do you want different, oh, different to that? For, different for them though, that's different. And of course, we'll build reasoning why. But yep. just, you want to look down on these and be like, huh, I hadn't sort of seen it from that angle before. Why, why have I not thought to think about these things a little bit broader than just one thing because you start to realize ah that's because this experience I had this belief I have this example this thing that I saw that's creating the way that I'm going to think about everything now that I see in that space yeah yeah it's funny eh with this 
this supercomputer we have stored inside the skull is kind of oh. a blessing and a curse, right? Mate, I literally <laughs> is about to say the next piece, sorry, is like reinstall new hardware just like an iPhone does. Yeah. <laughs> Time to update this. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny. Apple get us to do it. Hey, you need to reinstall your software tonight. And they don't give you a fucking choice. So basically, like, it keeps coming up until eventually they're like, I've done it for you in the middle of the night. Yeah, getting smarter. But humans were like, ah, nah, installed all this shit over here that's not serving me well. Fuck. Did, did that when I was 18. We'll just leave it there. Yeah, leave it there. Yeah. See how I go through to 65. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Helpful. So, yeah. Um, what else have you got down there? Well, I just think on that, like, it's good to even just understand the concept that you can reinstall shit into your brain, just like I did with my things that I tell myself that mm. I play back to myself and you may need to tell yourself this shit uh, a number of times mm. and you know I remember a long time ago like I've, I've always had quite a strong level of, of confidence so then I've just stepped more into that but I would see um, you know people doing really cool things and I'd think fuck yeah like I could be that I could do that mm. um, but sometimes those actions would be misguided so as an example I would think that I could be a, a warrior and play in the Warriors. Mm. My genetic DNA yeah. uh, would probably Limit. <laughs> make that very hard for me. <laughs> I've got down here, after everything we've said, that it is important to continue to use logic. Yes. Because, <laughs> because otherwise you end up chasing it being a warrior. Yeah. and <laughs> and but But what that meant for me is that once I got out of that lane and realized, okay, that's probably not my life calling there. Yeah. It's over here, and then I slowly got closer to it. Then I realized, ah, yeah. that's why I thought I was a fucking champion. That's why I thought I said so much confidence. That's why I thought, yeah, I could probably kick that ball from the sideline and win the game in front of 40,000 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because now there's 35,000 people yeah. listening to this, for instance, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you could start to navigate your way into different areas of your life where you realize, ah, I'm just misguiding my thinking, and then I'm hitting a brick wall, and you're wondering, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. It could just be that you're aiming it in the wrong direction and that, you know, you get into a completely different area and your life explodes. And I've had a couple of conversations recently with people that are like, I lost my job. I thought, fuck, you know, this is so shit. How could this happen to me? Six months on, they're like, I'm in a better paying role. I didn't even realize how much I didn't even like that job. I'm loving my new role. I'm around different people. Mm. And... It's amazing for them. Their life's completely better. I saw one person said that they doubled their income, but it was at the government. Sorry, Mikey. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool, though, eh? A hundred percent. Like, imagine losing your job and being, like, fuck, like, real gutted, and then getting another job and the income being double. But this also... Didn't believe it could happen before. That's yeah. why you didn't go and take the other job. Otherwise, but you would have resigned, wouldn't you? Decisions over circumstances. So circumstances, lost my job. How could this happen to me? I'm going to go home, tell my family, they're like, fuck that employer, et cetera, et cetera. All these mm. things are spoken about this. You know, why should I have to look for another job? Decision is, you know what? I'm going to get back on the horse. I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to give this new role a, a, a crack. Bang. Mm. My best thing that's happened to me in my life. Oh, my God. You yeah. know? So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a crazy, crazy way that those things can happen and once it's happened to you a few times normally something has to happen to you by accident for you to notice and then be able to change the belief I think yeah yep. um, but trust us like it can happen just open your mind a little bit what do you got for me over there mate oh I've got all sorts here mate like we got heaps of time we could go two hours on this yeah well I've got like a couple of just like my bullet point notes 
um, different from these types of things, but basically nobody cares about you zoom out, mm. which is like a big one for me because that, um, like it, well, Mosey talks about this quite a bit and I, I do resonate with it. Some people are like, nah, I want to build a legacy and leave a legacy. Uh, my last name counts and all that stuff. But if you zoom out and the planet's been here for billions of years, like, fuck. Yeah. Tell me what your great, 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 great um, father's grandfather and grandmother's name was. What they do and what's their name. You've got no idea. You can't go back three generations. Mm. So you're not that important. And I think... We all want to feel important, though. This is a very hard message, Mikey. Yeah, it is difficult. And I think people are trying to get that feeling more and more now, especially with social media. Yeah. Man, it is very noticeable, um, even in the comments on my TikTok, man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's just something like if you walk around, like I have this thing, I've sort of, in a way, I've planned out my life. When I die... I don't know if I go to heaven or if you just die and that's it. I don't fucking know. But I know for a fact that in 20 years after that, there won't be a single person who remembers my name. Mm. So it doesn't matter. You know, like even Elon Musk, he might get remembered for three or four generations maybe and then it'll be like someone else developed this rocket that goes to fucking Saturn. Yeah. You know, and... Maybe it was leveraged off the stuff that he did, but the next person will come along and, you know, there's very few, very, very few, you know, you can name like Thomas Edison and Einstein and these guys, but very yeah, but hard. how much do you really know about them? Yeah, exactly. You yeah. just know the one thing, the Wright brothers and stuff like that, but the, you don't know the detail. And then we talk, like, those are ones that I can remember quickly off the top of my head in the last sort of couple of hundred years or whatever. Take me back 2,000 years. Mm. I don't fucking know. I've been to Rome. I saw what they built. It's very impressive. The history and ancient history is very cool. It kind of excites me, actually. I quite like it. Well, but, but <laughs> it kind of excites me. Yeah. But like do I they do know. mortgages over there? You, you, don't, you, you don't have, you know, there's not a legacy there for someone. You know, you, you can name maybe Julius Caesar, the Roman Empire and stuff like that. But really, like... But also, Man. you're going to go over there and no one's going to know who the fuck you are. Yeah. So this proves it. I just think we need to, um, like, take care of ourselves. Really, really back all Kiwis at the moment to have some humour. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it's a bit low. <laughs> Levels of humour is pretty low at the moment. Mm. Um, but also, like, you don't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. So think lots about yourself. Make sure that you're valuable to society. But also know that you don't matter. That's a weird it is. sort of balance, right? But once you get it, you get it. And it's it's yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. We're just an organism on a on a two billion year old planet and you're gonna try and be here for like eighty or ninety. So you might as well enjoy it. Mm. You might as well to make the decision to have the best years ever. Yeah. You know, to enjoy the hardship that comes towards you and embrace it and go, Well fuck, did I really think I was gonna get the whole way through? Without yeah. some of these things happening for me. Yeah. And to train yourself to get through those moments it too. It really helps. Um, it really helps you if you can get into that headspace to not sweat the small stuff. Mm. Um, you know, like I see people at work or, or anywhere, like something goes wrong and like anxiety kicks in. Oh. 
And I just mean like I, I I feel like I can't have that happen to me. I've had it happen in the past. I've had some terrible things that have happened and I'm like, oh shit, like this is not good. <laughs> and I've gone into like a very bad yeah, place. Place. But since then I've learned <laughs> uh the reality is is like it doesn't fucking matter, does it? There will always be someone with a worse story too. Yeah. There's always yeah. someone worse off, there's always someone better off. But the decisions you made in those bad moments have then had a big impact post, right? You know? Sure. To to move towards still progressing and not letting them stop everything yeah, for you. Yeah, learning from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think that I think that is a a little bit of a difficult one to explain. Yeah. But it it helps you not sweat the small stuff and it also helps you realize that while I'm here, I might as well have a laugh, I think. Yep. Because, like, like you got to have fun, man. Mm. Like, if you're not, if you're, if you're hating shit every day, then you need to change what you're, what you're up to or the way that you're thinking about it and the way that you're caring about little things because it's just not worth it, I reckon. Yeah, it'll keep showing back up to you the way that you're showing out. Yeah. It's just 80, a reflection. When you're young, 80 years away seems like such a, such a long time. Mm. And then as you hear old, older people talk about it being like, oh, well, fuck them downhill now. Like, there's not much time left. Yeah. And But the reality is, even from the day you're born, in the cosmos of time over billions of years, 80 years is not a lot. No. So fucking have a good one. This actually reminds me of something that I'm seeing a lot at the moment where Adam from Compound Wealth's got that great example. If you get the $521 of your own taxpayer money back... Mm and you're 25 and you invest it through to 65, it becomes worth basically 9.5K. Yeah. People are like, yeah, but what about inflation? It's not going to be worth anything anyway. Yeah. Okay, like, cool, yes. Concept equals correct. Money is probably going to get devalued further. Mm-hmm. However, when you then say, cool, so then, so then what's your decision and action off the back of that? What do you not save for your retirement? Because if someone teaches you that at this stage and you dismiss it and you say, well, that doesn't matter, mm. don't fucking complain at 65 when you're relying on other taxpayers to pay for your life. Like we saw those news, mm. what are they, news hub or whatever thing, the old people. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it brought a tear to my eye seeing old people being like, I've got no money. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's also like... The lesson for us uh, is, okay... Use that to your advantage. Be like, I don't want to be like that. That's a really, thank you for showing me that. Yeah. Because now I'm going to put my head down. That equals place I want to avoid. What yep. actions do I need to take to take to ensure that that doesn't become Absolutely, me? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I think there's too many people that are so distrusting and so, like they don't have clear enough thinking to go, huh, okay, even if I don't want to be in KiwiSaver, what's the lesson there? Maybe I'll maybe I'll put my own money aside and compound it. And, and also the thinking, oh, money's, that's going to be worth fuck all in that time, well then, maybe you need to put more aside. Mm, maybe buy Bitcoin. Yeah, maybe that's your lesson. <laughs> yeah. But instead, they'll go, no, my thinking equals, that doesn't really matter. Let's go get after pay. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, action. Don't yeah. have to take any action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, man. so that the thinking almost then limits uh, and gives people an excuse not to take any form of action, which is just, that's probably double fucking silly. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think, now, from zooming out to zooming back in, I think about uh, the back to the logic part and like applied statistics. Did you ever do that at school? I did statistics. Yeah, applied statistics. I can't yeah, recall. so did a lot of Sudoku's. Oh, it's kind of it's kind of like logic. Like you you know, um, <sighs> learning to learning to understand how significant something is. 
in terms of cost versus benefit. Yeah. So <laughs> I did a tiny little bit of research before we came in here about this because you know I love a speed bump, right? You do. So uh, <laughs> in the Auckland region has 54 road deaths per year, right? So we go, our government, whoever is in at the time, goes, right, we're having a road to zero. So it makes sense to put heaps of speed bumps in because if people can't do the speed limit and they go from doing 50 kilometres an hour down to 30, can't die at 30. Every car's safe enough to have a crash at 30. You know, two cars crashing at 30 head-on is a lot lower than two at 50. So reduces, right? Yeah. Makes sense. But, like... You'd think that would make sense, but so we insert all the speed bumps, and now the average commute time around Auckland goes from 17 minutes to 21 minutes. So the cost is very, very large in doing this. Mm. And what happens is, at the start, we we don't actually have the data for for both of these things. Now we do, so... What is funny is in 2017 is that the average road deaths in Auckland were 42. Now it's 54. Fucking so hell. Then it, but, but, but that's okay, but you have to stop. You have to look at it and use logic and be like, okay, it hasn't changed the deaths. Not only that, cars have got safer. They handle better, they stop better, there's fucking airbags that come out on your knees and shit. Mm. Mercedes pierce, pierce your ear so you don't blow your eardrum. Like yeah. There's so much safety. So that's gone up. So slowing people down, slowing the population down, isn't fixing the 43 people that dying of speeding. Yeah. Because they're going to speed anyway. Yeah. Is that worth making everyone's 1.5 million people going to work five minutes slower per day. And no, it's not. So having logic and using applied statistics to figure that shit out is crucial because, especially if you're in business, because you're going to be forced to make a decision when you're in business. Sometimes you have to choose between two different things to keep moving forward. And, like, we see it in America, man, with this ESG shit. Oh, wow, it's here, isn't it? Like, we've talked to KiwiSaver guys and fucking they're all over it. It's just a load of fucking shit. Oh, here he is. And you're getting... It's it's not the right way to do stuff. It's not the most efficient. It's not free market thinking. And, like, yeah, if you can use that in your daily life, you don't... That's why you we call it common sense. You know, it's common sense to, to stop slowing people down. We've got a productivity problem. How about we make everyone's trip to work five minutes longer by putting speed bumps in? It's just fucked. Yeah. So, but that comes out of 54 people speeding and dying. So you've got to sort of weigh up the stuff and learn how to make decisions for yourself and stay alert and be aware and and put stuff into place. People will be thinking, well, I'm not working for the fucking Waka Kotahi NZTA, mate, so I'm not in charge of the speed bumps as much as you'd like them to be to start removing them. But we can bring it back to a practical level with a couple of examples that everyone will be able to relate to in that what you're explaining is cause and effect. Mm. And I can't remember one of those people you mentioned before, didn't they say uh, every action has an equal reaction? Mm. And what that means is that there are further consequences for the decisions that you make. Now, I think for a lot of people, the reason that thinking is so hard for them 
is because there's so much other shit going on around them that is fucking up their thinking. Now, I see this and I understand this now. Once you see it, you're like, oh God. Like once you understand the second, third, fourth order consequence concept, you realize you gotta be careful, but you have to accept the decisions that you make. So as an example, today, I will leave here. I'm going to the Chiefs final. Hopefully they're going to win. I'm going to get on the piss. <laughs> and I know tomorrow I'm going to feel like shit. Yep. Monday I'm going to be laggy. And if something really intense happens for me on Monday, I'm not going to be at my peak mm. to deal with it. If I leave here, if I don't get on the piss, and I know that the second and third, fourth order consequence of that is laggy Luke, then whatever happens on Monday, I'm like, let's fucking roll. Yep. And this is why you often see people who give up the booze, they go... Save more money, started exercising more, don't get the pie and the power rate on Can't a Sunday. Can't believe how sharp I am. Yeah. Yeah. But life just feels better. I did it last night, mate. My mates were around playing pool and drinking at my place, and they were like trying to egg me on to have a drink. And mm. I'm like, nah, man, I've got to be sharp in the morning. Yeah. Like I've, I'm going to record a pod. Like I have to be sharp. And that's that's just the first order consequence, right? But that's thinking too, right? Like this is just, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. But, yeah. but, but people... Don't even do the first, let alone the th- second, third, and fourth. Yes. You've got to do the first order thing first. I think th- if you can think out that far, then it helps you achieve the first. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like I know that if I came in here dusty, I would not be able to think of something. Like I fucking hate it when I listen back to a podcast and I go, fuck, I forgot to talk about that. So do I. And I now, you know, we recorded a heap the other day where I was slightly dusty and I know inside myself, I'm like, fuck, I haven't shown up for the people as well as I could have. Yeah. Because of the choices that I made. Yeah. And I think a lot of us need to be really, really honest with ourselves that some of the decisions that we're making in our life aren't then going to set up ourselves to be able to make good decisions in other areas Mm. so if you're constantly stressed and upsetting your job for instance what do you think is going to happen at home Mm. you know what do you think is going to happen when you finally break and some stranger just winds you up the wrong way Mm. and you've got to be able to decide when do you make a decision that that's not how you want your life to be anymore because otherwise it's going to flow over to other areas and, and I'm sure your mates will start to tell you when like fuck bro this is going too far um, and so we've got to be aware of that stuff too but to use another example often as well you will find that people who go to the gym will think then more likely about okay what what am I going to drink mm-hmm. how many carbs and calories um, what am I going to eat or what what supplements am I going to take and so the action of going to the gym and exercising is a decision to be like, okay, I want to, they probably want to be healthy. They probably want something. There is a, an outcome or a result that they want. And so then they believe they need to do these things in order for that to happen. But it also means that they probably go, well, I don't know if I need, like I don't, I used to eat a half a block of chocolate in one go. Now I only have one line or mm. two or two. So then you're making further decisions based off of, doing something. So sometimes what we can do is we can go into our life and go, that's what I want to become. Who would, what would I have to do to become that? And very, very quickly, you can actually tidy up like a whole area of your life because you may go from, um, 
been like, I used to exercise, I can't be fucked anymore, like, now I'm going to go do that, and then you watch all the other shit, second and third, fourth stuff that happens underneath that. Mm. Uh, and I actually saw on social media recently that you're like, I'm back in the gym because I'm going fishing for... Can you tell? Look at yeah. that, mate. <laughs> it's a big dog. <laughs> I saw this fucking giant fish that you had blown up on Photoshop that you must have caught. <laughs> ah, that's a real photo, man. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, man, no wonder that man needs to... There's uh, actually a funny... I was fitter then, but the, there was a funny story about that fish. Um... Earlier that day, I had caught a bigger blue marlin, and I'd caught it on the wrong tackle, and so the body, it's like going to the gym for an hour, right? Like, your arms are fucked. And then, so then I hook this one, and this fight was only 10 minutes or something, but there's actually video footage of saying, someone get ready to grab the rod, my my grip is nearly gone. Wow. Yeah, so I get given shit about that, because before the trip, I used to say that I had the grip of a thousand men. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I've got to get ready, man. And and, and that brings me to what's called reasons. So often we need reasons in life and we need these things to happen to us often for us to really go, fuck, I need to take action about that. So you've got that trip and you're like, I want to crush that. That's your reason. So now you will go on a bit of a journey of getting really strong and nailing that, right? Yeah, for sure. Kind of also, I've done it before, but now it's kind of an excuse because I'm 32 years old and fat. (laughs) So like at some point you have to be like, fuck, I better make sure that I live an okay, healthy life, right? Yeah. Like I don't want to be able to not get into a Lamborghini. Mm when I'm 65 because my hips don't work so I better fucking yeah I better fucking make sure that my body works even um, you know it could be that you know it could be that you're really angry and you you notice you're like oh but that's just who I am that's just who I am Mm -hmm. yeah but wouldn't you want to navigate that a bit better so then what if you went to a counsellor and tried to understand how come you're really angry angry like what's happened there you know, imagine if you didn't have that thought back in the day where you just wanted to beat people up on the rental car uh, lot mm. and go, how, how could I deal with this better? Like, that's literally what counselling will help you do. They will help you relook at the way you're thinking about something. They'll help you retrain your thinking. Yeah. And then you'll have second, third, fourth order consequences off the bottom of that too. That was coming into my head before. So it's a, it's a result-based thing that you're after right like so using the rental car thing I'd have so I'd rent out a car check it out with the person I'd go around mark all the scratches or whatever they'd come back in the next day and there'd be a smashed headlight or a bumper or whatever and then they'd say to me nah we got it like that and like the the moral like the lie of that for me because I hadn't been brought up that way was very hard to take so I'd get into a fight about it but you want to see these photos and I like cars so I was like oh you're damaging cars that I I polished for you to go on your trip yesterday. Mm. So it was even worse for me. So after a while, it was like, I'd, I'd just end up in these scraps with people. Like, it's $500. Just pay the $500. You're a fuckwit. You crashed it. Mm. Like, Own what it. is wrong with you? Yeah. Take some responsibility. No, they're below the line, baby. Blame, yeah. excuse, deny. But like, after a while, like, it was really hard to achieve the result, which was actually just getting the $500 and getting the car fixed. Like, remove the emotion handle that in a different way and mm. you know it would come back to me being like once I'd figured that out and I'd be like okay I can't undo the damage that's already happened I need to make sure that this gets paid for the best way to handle is that is like it's so funny you're the second the third person to do this today we only charge 500 bucks for this so you know let's just do the payment and we'll get you out of here and make sure would you like a taxi and just like remove the thought process and everyone would pay nice and it that's the win. Yeah. Holding my moral 
<laughs> in my head, like the the integrity person back. Yeah, the one that wants to fight and and cause tell shit. them that they're an idiot. Yeah, like yeah. hold that person back. That's actually a win, getting the result and making sure, and they walk off happy and they get their Uber or whatever. Mm. And well, I've got here, mate. Choose positivity. It's a very good reminder for all of us. It is, man. That's I think that's where I come at with the humor stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, have a bit of a laugh and yeah, because um. There's data to show that like we naturally go negative, right? Mm. The first thing that we see is negative news. The first thing that we talk about is the negative thing that's happening in our life. Yep. Um, and if you think about it, if if I roll in here today and I was like super positive and bubbly, it'd almost be kind of weird. If it was a room of people and you turn up to the barbecue and you're like, fuck, man, my life's going mean. I just bought a new car, got this fucking mean house. Like, it, it would be odd. Yeah. Yeah. That it's it's kind of normal if you hear someone come in and being like, traffic sucked. Yeah, traffic's fucked off. Didn't have any mortgages meetings this week. I'm fucking a bit worried about the economy. Like yeah. that's more normal almost. Went to the butcher and they were shut. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> There's no more butchers around that I could have yeah. gone to. <laughs> that's and I've got the next line to that. Choose positivity is your because your brain chooses safety and negativity and avoid and avoidance and comfort. Mm. So that's how we're hardwired. And you do as part of some of the stuff have to understand how you're hardwired, you know. So our brains will look to the negative a lot. Uh, we'll want to avoid conflict. We'll want to go for comfort. We won't want to make the scary phone call. And that's literally how we're hardwired. So mm. to I think like if you want to be, if you want average things in life, just be average. Mm. If you want to be average, expect average things in your life. Mm. And just be like a human, but if you don't want that and you want other things and you have to understand that you're going to have to do some shit differently to what, A, you're probably ready to and B, willing to, and thirdly, what other people are going to do. Yeah. And when you start doing it as well, it starts happening very quickly and you start realizing, man, I, I, my thinking was fucked for quite some time here, but other people are going to go, what happened to you, man? What happened to you, gal? Mm. Fuck, you didn't used to be like that. Why are you got to be like that? And that's cool. That's an indication of like, ah, yeah, I did tidy some shit up for myself. So be mindful of your own brain. Uh, That brings me into resetting thermostats, mate. So I was on a podcast recently and I said, imagine, like imagine what it was like for me to send an invoice, one invoice that was bigger than my entire year's salary when Mm. I was employed. Imagine what it was like the year where I paid more tax than what my salary was Mm. when I quit my job for the version of me that for years had a goal of making $100,000 by the time I was 30. Gross. And I thought, (laughs) fuck, man. Yeah, boy, (laughs) is going to be killing it. You know? And that was my thermostat. I thought, if I could get there, holy shit, It's the same as the footlong subway. Yeah. It is. You, You put these ideas and round numbers and things in place and, yep, good to have goals, agree, like have a think about and create vision and dream and all that kind of thing. But they can almost be uh, speed limits on you too, eh? Well, I go back to one of the first things we spoke about. I said, remember that your beliefs uh, can limit you mm. as well. Mm. And and very, I still notice it in myself. Often I use $100,000 as my anchor or yeah. my thing. Yeah. Or maybe I should try and make a hundred grand doing that thing. Yeah. And I'm like... Why the fuck is it still hundred grand? <laughs> but my brain's like, okay, that's comfortable. I've now yeah. proven that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting one, eh? 
But also, when I was on 80K, I hadn't achieved my 100K, and I'd I'd realized, fuck, I'm on the I'm in the wrong vehicle, I'm on the wrong path. I can, I can stay in this vehicle, I can stay in this path. I'm definitely going to make 100K. Mm. But I realized my goal's too small, and that's when I had to go back to the start. And I had to go back to I've got a I've got a year where I paid no tax. Yeah. I had no fucking income. Yeah. I was living off savings. I was contributing nothing to society. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, well, it's just, yeah, different way. And, but then, exponentially, it yeah, starts yeah. to. Uh, I've heard um, like a little mind trick. I th- I'm pretty sure it was Grant Cardone that I saw like a clip of this about that. Like, hundred grand is your number, and you can't get rid of it. Like, first it was to make a hundred grand in a year, then it's to save a hundred grand or whatever it is. And you, and even when you pass it, sometimes in both ways, it's like the baseline number that you use because mm. you've used it for so long. Is like then start changing the time frame. Leave your hundred grand. Make a hundred grand a quarter. Make a hundred grand a month. Make a hundred grand a week. Make a hundred grand a day. Mm. And like he is the fucking goat of like ten xing. Yeah. But um, yeah. Sometimes think of a different way to to maybe use the same number, and start doing it that way, and it can help you blast past that, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the sometimes easier than being like, okay, I need to make this one hundred and seventy five five hundred. Yeah. 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 Or um, you know, actually, someone who's uh you know, multi-millionaire said to me, dude, you can't put people in a room that have got tens of millions with people who want to make save their first $10,000 because for the person who wants to save their first $10,000, they're just like, well, that's way too far ahead, man. So like a very small percentage of the people in that room, if that was the goal of like, okay, we're going to teach you how to save your first $10,000. You got a 10, like someone with $10 million to teach that. A lot of people actually would be like, fuck, I don't want to learn from this person. Mm. Got, they just told us they got $10 million. Yeah, yeah. You know? So... <laughs> They said you've got to get like you've got to take people through a journey mm. as well, and I think for a lot of us, we've got to take ourselves through our own journeys where we go, "How did I set these these thermostats? Like, where did this shit come from?" Because this plays out everywhere in our life, and basically, our life will give us um, what we deserve based on the standards to what we work to. Mm. And when you realise, okay, life's about standards, you can then build your own standards. And as an example. At Palmy Boys, where I went, there was a no litter policy. So if you got caught littering, bang, you're in the shit. Yep. And, and it's like school wide, that is not fucking acceptable. Mm-hmm. This this place should not have a piece of rubbish. And then if you did get detention or because you got caught doing that, what did you go and do as your detention? You would go clean up all the rubbish. Yeah. When I was at Wellington College uh, yesterday, I see a piece of rubbish. I'm back on a schoolyard. My standard is default is like I need to pick that up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think. Yeah, yeah. And the teacher was like, oh, good man. And I, and I picked up this piece of rubbish and put it in the bin. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just molded or just went straight back to my standards that had been set for like me. muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the same thing the other day. I come out of the gym and I see this lady fall off of the sidewalk, falls face first across the road. Mm. And didn't see the, mustn't have seen like that it changed. Curb or whatever. The first thing my body did was run towards her. Yeah. And, but then by the time I was sort of like got close, I was like, oh fuck, and like started to run towards her. And that's because I've been taught, mate, like you fucking help people if they need help. Yeah. Help them. Yeah. And so that is the standard to which I operate to. Yeah. There'll be times where I can't actually help or I don't do that. But, you know, my body was instantly like, go and help that lady. That's, mm. You need to fucking do that. And yeah. that was the only thought that I had in my head for that split moment. And my body reacts in that way. And before I even got there, she got up and she was like, I'm okay. And but I'm still like, oh, I want to make sure that like she really is okay. Yeah. But she was okay and she carried on. And for me, 
in that moment, I'm like, wow, man, that's cool for me because I realize, okay, I'm still operating to a standard that, like, I want that to be how I react. I don't want to be like, oh, oh well, um, you know, women are equal these days. Ha ha. If, if that was a guy, who cares? No one would have grabbed him. So fuck her, you know, let's just uh, yeah. ignore her. Nah, I think, yeah, one of the standards that has served me well is treating... Like, we all like watching sport and stuff, but then when it comes to, like, making money and things like that, it's sort of, like, taboo almost. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be about making money, but one of the one of those standards is to kind of treat everything I do a little bit like a competition. Because a lot of things are a competition. You know, you're competing with everyone in society, in a way, in everything you do, whether it's getting a girlfriend to making, sending an invoice or, you know, you're competing with someone else who's trying to get that business's money. Like you've got to make sure you're providing the value so that they will pay you. Otherwise they'll go somewhere else. And everything you touch is some form of competition and down to the point where like I use it on myself. So it's like, I've got this car Everyone modifies them. I'm going to make it a competition to make it the most original one, back to how they used to be when they came out of the factory. Yeah. I've got, you know, I've got um, these, I want I want brokers to come on board and there's sort of like an industry standard. I'm going to make it a competition to make our onboarding process the best in the industry. Like I just have these competitions with myself and it keeps you above a line, eh? Mm. And... You might not always get it right and you might not always win the competition, but on average, it helps you stay above the average. average. Yeah. yeah. And this is one of the things I wanted to speak about is basically your potential. And I don't think we have enough conversations in this country around, hey, you know, what do you think your potential is? Like, mm. Has anyone ever asked you that? You know, it's a very weird concept, but in a sporting environment, in a high performance environment, man, they're fucking trying to find your potential. Yeah. But in society and in careers and shit, we're like, ah, just sit about here. And then we're like, hey, what's the income band for this role? Yeah. Oh, I might try and I might try and get to the upper pit of it. Yeah. Yo, what if you're only operating at thirty percent of your potential and your capacity? What the fuck? Like you're in the wrong vehicle. So we need to have some honest conversations with ourselves along the journey too of, okay, what is our potential? And you know, I think if every single person got asked that, I'd be very, very surprised if any single person listening was like, yeah, I am operating at my max potential right now. Like, are you operating at your max potential? No. N- neither. No. You Like, even when you decide you're going to, you don't quite. Yeah. You know, like... Because your brain is like, oh, just don't go too far. Yeah, yeah. Just don't go too far over there. Because I still like to, to go... Like, if I was going to... Yeah, fuck, man. I'd To do it, I'd be like, gym, sauna, 16-hour day, sleep. Yeah, if I want, if I was gonna go max, 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 private chef cooking yeah. you perfect meals. Yeah, and I was you. literally just thinking about this on the way here. I've been fucking playing phone tag with this person that I have to meet. It's really yeah. crucial for the future of my business. Yeah, and then I was thinking yesterday, I left the office pretty early and went home and like worked on some stuff at home, and I didn't use that time to call that person. It's fucking dumb, and yeah. I and I, and it's like man. Make just the yeah, text them something. <laughs> yeah. get closer to it. Get yeah, closer to yeah. The just just even fucking put a thing in your calendar that you, makes you not go past that time frame to yeah, make yeah. sure that you've made the call. Yeah. But yeah, you're always uh, well, always fighting that 
that opposite factor of maximizing your potential. One of the things that I've found being the reasoning and rationality and theory behind why we don't chase our potential is you can break it down to sort of four things. And this came from a high performance coach that I was listening to the other day. And basically, it's one of these four things. So it's confidence in yourself. This is usually why you're not moving closer to your potential or trying to improve your life a little mm-hmm. bit or just squeeze a bit more out of it. So it's confidence in yourself. It's connection to others. It's are you committed to the purpose or it's courage to move. Mm-hmm. So I put a poll on Instagram and I asked, well, which one is it for people? I said, the lack of one of these four things is probably stopping you chase your potential. Which one is it for you? Because I wanted to get some data. Courage to move, surely. Well, it's actually confidence in self, 51%. Confidence in self. That's very hard for you and I to relate to, okay? So that's why your nah, brain doesn't go there. Because it, it can start with courage though, right? Like you, Bingo. You yeah. now, now And you understand. Yeah. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they'll say, I'm not, I just don't have the confidence. I'm not confident. Yeah. Okay. And so if we start trying to explain how to do that, we're here for another two hours. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to do a whole podcast on Self-confidence, yep. because one in two people are telling us that that's why they're not chasing their potential. Now, 16% says that it's connection to others. I find that really hard to even understand because I'm so connected to other people that mm. I'm like, and I've learned that people have all the things that I want or can help me achieve all the things that I mm. need, and I've spent so much time building my own network and then getting people together that some people call me the network. Yeah. So I find that I'm like, oh, 16% think they need connection to other people. I'm like, okay, maybe they just need to get closer to the person that's ahead of them or that's done what they've... So I'd, I'd have to understand what that means. But 11% say it's committed to the purpose. Now, this is actually what I put my hand up to. And I'm like, okay. Committed to the purpose. Yeah. So what, what that means for me is that if I... Like, if I want 100,000 people learning about financial literacy, then really I just need to spend fuck ton more money <laughs> and get it out of my savings and basically invest it into let's get this thing in front of more people. Because more people have told me in the last three months, I found you through like an Instagram reel, an Instagram ad or whatever. I'm like, well, the content obviously works. Then they find the podcast. Then they start learning. Then they change their behaviors. Then they take different actions. Then they have a better life. Then they send the feedback through that their life's got better. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's actually the outcome that I want. That's the purpose of this whole fucking thing. Yep. So I should probably take money out of my savings, deploy it into blowing up uh, the reach yeah. to then get more people going through the process and we get to the $100,000 uh, 100, person goal faster. Which you'll probably make $100,000 out of at some point. Yeah, and get the money back and put yeah. it back into my savings account. <laughs> so, but yeah, it is, eh? And then it, then it comes to the 23%, which is the encouraged to move. So I'm probably not as committed to the purpose as I need to be However, mm. I probably then need the courage to go, right, pull that 100 Gs out, do that, and then know that it'll come back eventually. Mm. Um, but yeah, so if we then say, okay, 23% say it's courage to move. So that tells us that 74% of people aren't chasing an increase in their potential because they either lack confidence in themselves or the courage to move. Now, both of those things, when you understand how those work, mm. are actually quite simple to solve. And... The way I explained it on a podcast the other day is when you have confidence, you feel good. Mm. Courage doesn't feel good. Yeah. You can still want to do it. You can be like, I'm going to fucking ring that dude, <laughs> but it don't feel good ringing nah. it. But I've got the courage to dial the number. Yeah, That's yeah. completely different to confidence. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So I think we'll have to do at some stage a courage and confidence podcast. Uh, and Yeah, I think a lot of people think that that's confidence. They're saying that it's confidence, but actually it can be courage. 
Yes. I reckon yeah. you people get that confused because they're actually very different. Mm. Um, yeah, man, I can talk about that for ages. <laughs> the best thing about confidence is it's actually very, very easy to improve. And one of the key things that people get wrong is that they don't do the things that they say they will do. It's, so that erodes your courage, yeah. uh, your confidence and your trust in yourself and you and you don't understand that that's what's happening. So then when you start to ensure that you do the things that you say you will, yeah. your confidence starts to increase. You start to see it in other areas of your life and you think, huh, fuck, I'm a confident motherfucker now. Yeah, the analogy that I've had explained to me is you've been to a theme park yep. and you look at the, the free fall or a roller coaster and you're like, Fuck that. And like, or more when you're younger maybe and you're like shitting your pants and then, you know, you get forced on basically. Then you go and do it, have a mean time and then you want to do it again. You've got the, yeah, yeah. you had the courage to get on. Yeah. And now you've got the confidence that nothing's <laughs> going to go wrong. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting one, eh? It's that courage part at the start. So we will do a pot on that at some stage as well. However, for the moment, think about the concept, you know, what, what actually is your potential? And one of the ways that I've heard this explained is, well, you know, I don't know what my potential is. Okay, that's cool. What is going to give you your best outcomes? You know, what are people going to be like, man, we really like it when you do that shit that really benefits a whole lot of people. You know, what is your best version of yourself that you've experienced in your life where people are like, fuck, we really appreciate you for doing that. Mm. And you can kind of see, huh, maybe it's over there. When I put my energy into shit over there, people are like, Man, that's you. That something's happening. You yeah. know, that's special. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and I think uh, I I think we actually sometimes don't even recognize that stuff. So, and then the shiny object syndrome kicks in, just like that young nineteen-year-old kid, and still learning. Obviously, nineteen, but uh, messaging and asking what to invest in because I've made mm. forty grand, and it's like, hang on, like you're getting attracted to the S and P five hundred. <laughs> Dollar yeah. cost averaging, let's rock and roll in that. I.e. you're getting distracted. Yeah, but you just made 40 grand. Mm. What did you do in society that helped you make 40 grand at the age of 19 or whatever age it was? Yeah. Maybe do that like 10 times a year for the rest of your life and you'll do better than the S&P 500. Yeah, yeah. But we get this like as soon as we have this one little achievement the distraction kicks in yeah 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 we want to basically try and put it into something else or mm. we're like, oh well they're doing that so i should probably do that too mm. but if something's working well for you double down on that shit um right and, and at some stage too you need to choose in your life which is where's like where do you want to go with that potential because as an example i think some of the barrett boys they're both good at rugby and cricket so they could probably choose to do either and there's been different sports people who could have careers in different I sports like, I feel like Dan Carter was in like the cricket team too well, I, no, I think he was going to be a model mate I think that's what it was yeah, maybe <laughs> nah. anyway yeah I, I don't know but um, you know then they've got to make a hard decision okay where is my potential best going to go to so mm. you know people have to actually do this shit for real mm. where it's like fuck this is life changing mm -hmm. uh, but we're just exploring the concept of like oh yeah what is what is my potential yeah yeah you know so it's a cool thing to think about as well um, I've got here as well, we did an episode on retrain your brain, so mm -hmm. check that out, and that was, uh, yeah, maybe back into 2021, I can't remember, but if you haven't, then go and check that one out. Um, two sort of final things for me, mate, one is, if you think of your brain like a garden, you've got to weed that motherfucker, mm -hmm. because you can think as clean as you want, 
But eventually, weeds are going to grow in there. Yeah. And you've got to be careful. Yeah. So you've got to go in there and you've got to be like, i got to take that out. I, I, I'm, I keep thinking about that. That's fucking not what I need to be thinking mm. about. That that can go. And, and go in there and just look around and go, that, that ain't helpful. Why am I always thinking about getting sick? Mm. Like, why am I always real worried about this? Nah, you know, that's something you need. To, that's a weed, mm. and you need to fucking round up that thing and tsh, gone yeah. and tidy it up. And yeah. one of the best ways to do this is just even understand the concept that what you're thinking about is what you thought about yesterday for 90% of your thoughts. And you have tens of thousands of thoughts every day mm-hmm. while you're awake. And then even when you're fucking sleeping, like your brain is still doing shit to you, yeah. right? Yeah. So you need to go in there and be like, I'm sick of thinking about that. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop thinking about that. And and 80% of the shit is negative. So I should definitely stop. So you want to sit down and be like, what are all the things that I keep thinking about that are really fucking with me? What action could I take? I.e. Luke, when I was less in tune with this shit, I will just wait for the fan belt to break and see what happens. But every day I would get up and I would think about it. Like, fuck, I wonder if today's the day. Mm. I should be sitting there writing that down, being like, every day I worry, I start my day with worry, that my cam belt, fan belt, whatever the fuck it's called in my car. Is that two different belts? <laughs> yes. Orion's belt is going to snap. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's how I start my day. How silly. Should write that down and then it's like, okay, what could I do to make sure I don't have to think about this anymore? I don't know. Probably it's something as simple as going to the mechanic and saying, hey. <laughs> Service my car. <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiot, Luke. You know? So think about what you may need to weed out of the old garden being the brain as well. And you can just start by writing down the things that you're worried about and just keep a pad and a pen close to you. Even your notes and your phone be like, oh, I just caught myself worried about that. Might Mm. write it down. Mm. Might just see if that pops up again. Because 90% of the time, the things that we worry about don't don't happen Mm. to the degree that they do anyway. And then when they do, they're usually not as bad or we find a way to get through them. So even if you can just understand that one concept, you can completely change the trajectory of your Mm. life. Yeah, I think so. It's crazy, eh? I think, yeah, be alert, use your eyes, let your eyes tell you the truth because yep. things can happen. Uh, don't don't use your eyes and then tell yourself that you didn't see that. Mm. Um, yeah, stay courageous, make a plan, dream, vision, fucking rock and roll, baby. I ain't finished, mate, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Oh, yeah, we're going to go full circle, and this is my favourite thing that I like asking people yeah. is what information do you need to make a decision? Now, I'm going to re-say that and emphasize the key word in there. What information do you need to make a decision? Yeah. Because if we go back to why we're doing this podcast, so many fucking messages. Hey, here's my situation. What do you think? A, what are you trying to ask? But then some people will go, do you think I should, like, what do you think I should do? Well, the question for you is, what information do you need? Like, mm. do you need? Mm. Because if you put your situation into Mikey's life or mine, I'm like, I'll go down this path. You might be like, whoa, I don't want to fucking do that. Mm. And Mikey would do it completely different because you're going to do it the way that you've built your body and your brain to then deliver the outcome of what how you process that information. Mm. So as an example, that that kid is like hey I'm 19 I've got this 40 grand what shall I do what shall I invest it in if I was an investment professional I'd be like I could set you up a little great yeah. portfolio you're yeah, like yeah. fuck man do it 10 more times a year yeah. like, <laughs> and do it for way more yeah. you know? and I'm like yeah I don't know stack 100 grand and then think about it yeah. um, 
and because that's the way that I did things. So people are going to then just lean on their bias. So mm. you've got to realize like why are you trying to delegate out your responsibility in your decision making? It's because if we go back to the data, 74% of people are like, I lack the courage or the confidence. Mm. And that's all good. Like you're the same as three quarters of people yeah. that are like, I've got all this data. I'm just fucking not too sure what to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's people out there that learn how to process that and then they go and take action and then we either envy those people or we get inspired by them. Yeah. So you want to think clearly yourself of what information do I need to make a decision? Yeah. And I have this all the time of people that are like, I'm going to start this business. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. What would you do? I'm like, well, I would go and gather a fuck ton of information to figure out if that's a good idea before I do that. But we can do it in other areas of our life. And, you know, someone will say to me, what's the best share platform to invest on? And I'm like, the one that makes sure that in the next 15 minutes, I've brought the investment that I want. (laughs) They're like, oh, no, I meant the transaction fees. Oh, sorry, I can't help you. I yeah. don't have that information. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about taking action. Yeah. You're thinking about reasons not to invest because you want to find the best low-cost platform. And guess what? You find it, you do all this research, you find it, and then guess what Sharesies did? They changed their fucking prices. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Action and timing time in the market was probably yeah. a better use of your time and thinking than I want to make sure that I've got the perfect thing to invest in. Yeah. And it can sound a bit rude because this is where obviously we work at speed and we do things differently to people, but you've got to come back to yourself and be like, what is it that I'm, what information here is it that I'm trying to get that's going to help give me the courage or the confidence to move forward mm. with my action taking? Yeah. Just take the action. It's like we even get marketed to for this. I was thinking about when I get asked people about what's the best savings account. And I'm like, no, the key is the saving. Yeah. Like you haven't started saving It's the yet. behavior. Yeah, so don't worry about the account that you're putting it into. Like get the get the action correct. Mm. Um, and yeah, but like we get marketed to, right? Like all over TV and ads and Facebook and Instagram there's banks that pop up with like our interest rate on this savings account is this. Mm. So it forces people to start thinking about where to go and where to put it. Whereas probably over the span of 30 years, they're all averaged out to be like 0.00001% within each other, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Map your actions and your decisions back to the outcomes that you want. Mm. Not don't go and collect all this different information to then not take any action yeah. because it's not going to get you closer to the outcome. And yeah. this is also where it comes back to you've got to understand yourself. So for me, I'm an activator. I see something that I'm going to do and I'm like, I'm going to fucking do it. And then a year later, I'm like, man, there were three spelling mistakes in that. And I didn't even pick up on it because I just wanted to get it out there. Uh, and that's how I do things. And that works for me. And I accept that nothing, that things won't be perfect and that I won't have the best investing platform, etc but I'll take a fucking shit ton of action mm. and that will help me get closer to the things that I want. Whereas I'll deal with other people and they're like, I need to know like all of this shit before we can get started. Mm. And I think, oh my God, that must be hard for you. But if that is who you are, then you can start to um, lean into that and go, well, I know that I'm like that. So 
I'm just going to make sure that that doesn't stop me from making a decision or taking action, but I'm going to make sure I've got the right information because I don't want to in two years' time be like, you know, Luke, if that was what I was like, I, I knew that I should have just done a bit more research, you know? So you've got to make sure that you satisfy your own DNA, internal makeup, characteristics, sure, yeah. personality. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, although I look back on like my very early Instagram posts and stuff like that and what I wrote down and I'm like, fuck, that's embarrassing. Mate, I'm too scared to scroll back that far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit, I can't believe I said that or, yeah. you know, typed it that way or, yeah, so, mm. but I wouldn't be sitting here and doing what I'm doing and all sorts of other things if I hadn't gone and done that back then. Like exactly. that was the first step. Yeah. Yeah. Good man. Um Two books for people that have really helped me. Paradigm. No. Oh. But similar, Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yeah, that's a goodie. I've, exactly. I read that probably five or six, seven, maybe eight years ago. Now, if you go and research people that speak about thinking, you will often find that they will suggest checking this book out. And mm. I gave it to a young lad yesterday in terms of the reference, and I said, dude, this is something you can read every year and you will find a new lesson in there that you fucking completely missed the year before. Mm. And this is, I think, over 100 years old. Check it out and just pick up one concept from it and you will be surprised at how you'll start to see those principles in other people. Mm. And of course, the world will start showing up the way that that book will teach you how to think. The second one is a newer book and it is Mel Robbins' The Five Second Rule. And Tony's wife. Nah, I thought it might be, but oh. uh, nah, this is a completely separate lady. Okay. <laughs> but she has a concept called the five second rule. And it is basically that in summary, you don't want to let your brain have any longer than five seconds to keep thinking because it's going to default into um, comfort, no action, don't do that. Decision made in five seconds. Yes. Fuck. When you understand that principle. So it's basically, as an example, you wake up in the morning, your alarm gets off. You've got to make a decision within that five seconds. I'm fucking getting up. I'm not hitting snooze and I'm, and I'm not getting back into bed. Mm. But if you decide, like if you don't, if you sit there for a bit and you're like, oh, should I hit snooze? And you go past that five seconds, you then increase the probability and the chance massively that you're like, yeah, fuck, it's all good too. I hit snooze this morning, mate. Is that why you were late? Second no, <laughs> that was another reason. Okay. But actually, I was on time. Yeah, you were. Yeah. yeah. We won't explain why, but people can probably guess. Uh, Mikey. But yeah, man, hit the snooze button this morning, eh? But I just didn't go back to sleep. I wanted to. And yeah. I just lay there with my eyes open, but yeah, defaulted. Yeah. Should have done the five second rule. But two books, yeah. Mel Robbins, amazing, amazing lady. Got some great presentations as well. Um, female author that has done a number of things that people will in their lives and you'll be able to learn from her like wow she could do it maybe I can too Think I'm and Grow Rich seems a bit more like fuck that's from 10 decades ago the way this dude speaks is pretty weird this is mm. some like weird shit but there's some great principles in there yeah I think um, for chicks there's some really really good uh, interviews and presentations from super high level businesswoman, eh? Mm. And just um, people in general. Yeah, TED Talks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've noticed recently uh, on on some of the other podcasts that I listen to of them getting interviewed and stuff like that, I'm like, this is fucking mean information. Mm. But my brain goes to why is there that narrative that women can't do it? And I often think that sometimes I see uh, uh, like a female president or prime minister and I'm like, oh, I didn't fucking know that they had a, I was like, I kind of thought we were the only ones and I've sort of been 
um, you yeah. know, conditioned to think that, oh, in New Zealand, we're like this world-leading country because we do this stuff, but yeah. really, there's fucking heaps of them. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, of course there are, because they're way better than dudes at heaps of shit. Yep. Sweet. There's heaps of epic chicks out there, man. Mm. I think that's a very good place to just remember as well that whatever your self-limiting beliefs are, you will then find the data, as we said earlier, to back that up. So as an example, my, my favorite one is around how um, women's KiwiSaver balances are lower than men's. Mm-hmm. We can fucking talk about that data as long as you want, but I would suggest the, the better thing to do would be to go, huh, let's let's close the gap, even if it's just individually in your household. Let's fucking find a, mm. a conversation with our partner or a what's the action that we're going to take to ensure that in our household – like that's not an issue mm. because I could guarantee you that probably later into life those balances are still going to there's going to be a difference but if you go through your whole life being like that's the problem yeah. you're not going to take any action to balance that out well they get half of yours anyway <laughs> if, like if Taylor, separate, says, uh, Taylor says to me what's mine is yours and I'm yeah. like okay <laughs> so don't get like okay industry data is one data point says that uh, males are higher than females let's let's get all antsy about that for the next 60 years when it never changes or whatever no like let's go huh okay mm. fuck hadn't thought about that let's make a change inside the household and be like hey you know I'm on maternity leave now better kick a little bit in there boy yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it needs to be right or hey Let's uh let's make an agreement that this is how shit's gonna go down. So instead of just being like, okay, now well I'm a I'm a um a woman, so I'm always gonna have a lower Kiwi saver than men. That's just how it's set up. Like fuck's sake, this is so unfair. No 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 no. Yeah. Take the data and change the outcome. Yeah. I heard this on a podcast the other day. They were talking about the whole um like LGBTQ thing and this guy who was a comedian and this reminded me of it, and this comes back to like gratitude. Like you talk about that quite a bit. I oh, that's my final thing. Oh, <laughs> I I actually don't really like purposely try and practice it, but I maybe I naturally think that. And this guy was like, "Okay, the West is having this argument about um, LGBTQ mm-hmm. plus or whatever it is. This community, and we've heard teachers talking about, yep. you know, having to implement it in class and all this stuff. And it's like." Try and go be a trans person outside of the Western world. So where are you going to go that it's better? And like he was saying in quite a harsh way because he's trying to, mm. you know, create controversial shit to, you know, drum up some engagement. Yeah, drum up no some engagement, yeah. But I was thinking about that and that's the same for almost anything. It's like I don't like our politicians. But then I also don't like the ones overseas or the ones, and I definitely don't like the ones in China. And, you know, I thought Singapore was pretty cool, but it was a bit of a dictatorship. I didn't like that being told that I couldn't cross the road and use my own brain. So it's like, hmm, let's just think that it's like all good. Yeah. You know, I'm very happy to be here. I look, I drive around our waterfront and look out and think, fuck, we live in an amazing place. Yeah. I fly to Queenstown and I look, fly down through the mountains and I'm like, fuck, this is stunning. You know, and like having gratitude for those parts, like it could always be worse. Yeah. So enjoy the bits that you do like. I think it's quite important, eh? Honestly, man, like gratitude is the. I, I, I'm surprised that we're starting to talk about it more. I reckon it's that fundamental and important that I'm surprised that there's not a narrative of that, that that doesn't work. Mm. That that's bullshit to, to take it away from people. Mm. Because the more I've studied about it and listened to high performing people, they all reference it, and I'm like, wow, 
Mm. I'm surprised they haven't tried to take this off of people yet and tell people silly thing to do. However, it is a very quiet concept and most people won't do it. But man, I practice it every day. I came back from Wellington yesterday. The first thing I do, I pull out my handwritten book and I write down three things that I'm grateful for, but I'm doing it throughout the day. I flew into, I'll show you this photo, I flew into Wellington yesterday and I flew over the the Inter-Islander. Yeah, mean. That's a cool photo. <laughs> yeah, and I was like... But like Holy fuck, that thing is big and it's floating. Yeah, but you're in a But plane. also, it's probably a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, man, oh, like, I wonder where it's going. Like, And so my brain's just, then I'm like taking a zoomed in one, being like, oh, okay, the details aren't as good now. And then I, I get to the school and I'm like, far out. You guys have got wow, artificial a, pictures. Yeah, that's cool. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that was um, that was actually partly funded by by some bloke. Uh, and then we couldn't afford to finish it, so the council owned the uh, the rest of it, and then they hire it out after oh, yeah. five thirty, and they've treated yeah. it like an asset, and it brings in income to the to the council. And I'm like, man, we didn't have that shit when I was at school. That's cool. And then I'm in the gymnasium, and it's like, oh, this gym room's been donated in 1984 by this bloke. I'm like, fuck, I wasn't even born. This dude's got a plaque. <laughs> I'm like, this dude was so fucking minted he could donate a gym. <laughs> a building. What the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm not chasing my potential. And then I get into the airport and I'm like, oh, wow, the wo- the Women's World Cup is coming to New Zealand. That's yeah. sick for the economy. Yeah. That's going to help drive up inflation and keep us out of a recession. <laughs> and there's banners up for it. I'm like, man, that's pretty cool that they're uh, trying to encourage people to go along to that and celebrate women playing sport. And then I'm landing in Auckland and I'm sitting by the wing and I look out and I'm like, Fuck that is a big engine. Yeah. I wonder, I don't even know how the fuck that works. So complex you would never understand it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sitting in the front row of the plane and I'm like, man, I dreamt of being able to afford to fucking sit in the front one day. <laughs> and old Be- uh, Betty next to me has fallen asleep halfway through. I have a look around and these people are sleeping. I'm like, how are these fuckers sleeping, man? I am frothing on this plane. <laughs> but I am practicing, like I've taught myself yeah. to be grateful because... I'll go, but then I'll have times where it's like everywhere I go, I'm just getting bombarded by shit. Yeah, well, it's like the 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 women have lower Kiwi saver than men thing, but women in like two and a half billion people in the world don't have access to financial services. So consider yourself lucky that you've got Kiwi saver, right? Mm. And access to financial markets, so you can grow your wealth instead of having to barter in a street. So like you can think of it two ways. You can be like, oh fuck, we're behind men. Or you can be like, actually, I'm better off than two billion people. Mm. And I think that goes back to a bit about like the zooming out thing that I was on before. And yeah, just having a bit of perspective and gratitude and it's all good. Like I don't want to, I want the government to stop charging me tax as well. And you need to have these fights against certain things to make sure that society stays balanced and everything. But also like... You know, some places don't have a currency. Mm. You're growing your food and trading it for your, you know, your veggies for your meat and shit. So, uh, just gratitude a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'll go down to the Chiefs today. And last time I went down, I thought, man, didn't have to go through Huntley. Okay, I'm actually kind of stoked. Like, sorry to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Where's this going? (laughs) Sorry to anyone in Huntley. But it used to take longer, right? And now you don't have to go through there, so it's sped up. And I was like, oh, well, taxes did pay for this, to be fair. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. Um, the expressway. And now there's a, a faster road up up north as well. Yeah, they think, open that. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, that like that's cool. Uh, but 
there's so much negative shit and there's going to be more in an election year as well. So we might as well individually be like, okay, I know that's going to come for me, so I should probably counter it with some gratitude towards the things that I do have yeah. uh, and that are possible for me in what is still an amazing country. If you want to change your life and you want to go on a completely different path, man, like you can still do that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that there's a country of like... For for me personally, sometimes I think like, man, there's five million people here. What is it like? Two and a half million of them work. Yes. So pretty tiny economy. Um, but I have the ability to go buy the fastest supercar in the world and drive it around the streets. I'm like, fuck, that's like that's insane to me. Mm. Like I can go do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You just got to do it though. <laughs> just gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all waiting for the day, mate. We're all. Uh, I'm not. We don't have to rush you, but we're uh, we're looking forward to seeing you achieve that goal. Uh, similarly, for me to close out, you know, I watched something on Qatar the other day. I know nothing about fucking Qatar. Mm. Um, Oil and this this little island there, and they're sort of taking people around the island, and there's all these supercars and shit, and these massively tall buildings, and I'm thinking. Fuck, man, I look out the window and I get blown away by the sky tower and these different buildings that engineers <laughs> figure out here. And I'm like, look what these fuckers have done. I'm yeah. like, my God, I kind of need to just go there for a couple of days just to have, just to have my mind, like, shaken. Yeah, and we'll, think, we'll go, eh? Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty keen to just go have a quick... Or maybe, like, Dubai or something. Maybe the Dubai uh, Formula 1, I think we spoke about. Yeah. yeah, we'll go up and hit up the Middle East, go collect some of that oil money, baby. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, I think we'll let a lot of our <laughs> shitty Kiwi time yeah. go, but... Hopefully that has given all of you a great insight into what has been a raft of topics. And I think there will be, Mike and I will no doubt both listen back to this and be like, forgot that, forgot that, didn't explain that well enough. Yep. But if there's one thing that you can learn in here, that will be amazing. And when you've got through this, which is now the longest ever podcast for Keep the Change, we would love if you could either A, put this onto your story, or B, send us a message telling us what is the one actionable thing that you can do that you've learnt through us sitting here for an hour 55 on a Saturday morning trying to help you think a bit clearer, even just understand where your thinking may come from or some of the principles that could lead you to the further outcomes that you receive in your life. There you go. And of course, you'd leave a five star review, wouldn't okay, you? Yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep pounding on about this. Eh, we need to get to five thousand five star reviews. We know that like between thirty and forty thousand people around the country now are listening, and it would be very very much appreciated that if you just jump onto whatever platform you're on, it's mainly Spotify, and just click that five stars. Highly appreciative. Yeah, Mikey, that has been an absolute pleasure, mate. I said to you that the trip to the airport yesterday, I feel like I drank some Avgas because I'm fucking flying today. <laughs> That's so good. But I genuinely feel like we absolutely knocked that one out of the park. Really? I think so. Okay, good. Well, do, do you want to start again? Do you nah, think we did it? I'm, I've already got things going through my mind about what the next one's going to be about. Let's just say that. Stay tuned for the part two. <laughs> I will show you, I will show you what I can do. I will show you, I will turn your, I can't, I will never, I won't, it's impossible. I will turn it around and I will show you that I can do anything, anything that 
is my message to you. Let the I can't fuel your fire. 